folks uh, before we go further and talk about um, uh, the religion or the uh, social and economic uh, condition in Pakistan uh, we like to explain um, uh, the most dangerous term uh, in Pakistan we call Mullah Imam Hazrat Sheikh and what not I mean these mullahs and muftis they are as I said earlier are the biggest problem and the way they were created is in itself is the biggest tragedy we saw that uh, the Umayyads who ruled almost 120 years were very ruthless they were very uh, barbaric and had a totally racist system of governing their only answer to their opponent is was killing indiscriminate killing and plundering and looting so the people they generally ruled uh, were uh, non-arabs and uh, when they went through this treatment particularly Iranians who were better in intellectualism, in civilization and in education as well as administrative qualities. They thought it's a good idea to create uh, a new uh, religion competing with the Arab religion called Islam. So they kept the name Islam but they started creating the mullahs and the Sufis and all kind of crooks in the society and bigger the crook bigger the liar was called bigger mullah bigger imam bigger sheikh and whatnot and they changed the Muhammad Islam out of necessity because Arabs were not ready to share anything with non-Arabs. The system they established, uh, we're not sure if it was the wish of Muhammad or but his associates, there were definitely uh, totally racist people and then barbaric killers. There were the two, this was the main tool of Arabs that they did not believe in negotiation with uh, their opponents. They only believed in eliminating them. And that has been exhibited um, time and again, even during the life of Muhammad, uh, when they approach somebody and they say, uh, Do you, have you heard of Muhammad? And he said, yes. And then the next question will be, uh, do you believe he is a prophet? And if he say no, they will kill all the men and take over all the women and kids and whatever material they have in their position. So uh, anyway, when the Shias and Iranians and they created these mullahs, they were, they were no choice for them. And they definitely changed everything what Muhammad preached. 
and then they create they introduce uh, new terms like wajatul uh, wujud that means we are all one so allah is from us and we are from allah and we are his part there is a ayah in quran which they misinterpreted very badly where the god says that the men he created is in his image so that was this kind of ordinary statement which they took out of context and then created this idea that we are all one and then uh, there is uh, one ayah in quran which uh, says that the people who are honest and the people who pay uh, zakat and the people who pray allah opens their heart and puts his light in it so they claimed that this ayah is good enough to prove that allah can come and talk to us then later as i said in the last past podcast they created a story about muhammad and that if anybody see muhammad in the dream it has to be muhammad anyway we have explained this already in the, uh, in the previous podcast but the main point is that all these mullahs whoever was the biggest liar was called the biggest mullah so the most famous uh, mullah in uh, sufis is uh, abdul qadir jilani and he this guy was such a crook that he fooled hundreds and thousands of people his and his statements like uh, when i went to hajj with one of my friend uh, uh, a bisinia woman came running to me and said god has come in my dream and told me to go to hajj and look for this that wali that big sufi a big imam who is coming to hajj this year and i see in your face that you might be the one so they were sitting together talking all day then the sun set down and then there were two plates came from heaven one had a six bread and one has a salan or curry so the lady said you know you are the true wali because god every day sends me two breads and a plate of curry but today he has sent me six breads now look at this guy i mean and and think about the people he is trying to fool those people definitely have no power to talk in front of him so he used his uh, charisma or threat or whatever you call it to prove himself that he is closer to god then his claim that uh, uh, when he was kid he used to vanish from the lap of his caretaker and then will wave her in the from back of the sun but is it i mean unbelievable no one first of all can see at look at sun even 1500 years ago and then the sun is like 10 million miles from the earth so he will vanish 10 million mile and then the temperature close to sun is almost 15000 degree and this little kid who later became the biggest crook of islam 
will wave her caretaker from the back of the sun. And there are scores of so many false claims. And then he had all the fun in life, married 17 times, 40 plus kids, and all that Padmashi, which Mullah has been doing since eternity. Because the Muhammad belonged to a Mullah family, uh, his grandfather was the in charge of Mecca, and it was a Mullah family. He thought that if he claims himself Mullah, he will be also from the family of Muhammad. And even his faults, he came from a place called Jilan from Iran, which is a small town. And no Arab, forget about Muhammad, even no Arab ever went there. But then this crook comes out of that area, comes to Iraq, uh, works with a lot of other mullahs, and then later when the time comes, claim himself Imam. And we see this even today. The, the biggest liar is called biggest alim, Tahirul Qadri. I mean, a clear example. Modudi, a clear example that this Shutia, who never went to school, had no idea what life is, what religion is, and he, his lie, he used to lie and lie and lie and molest the mind of little kids and then made a party called Jamaat Islami, where most of them were mullahs, and they thought, now we can uh, get power like uh, Muhammad did. I mean, unbelievable. And the type of lies which he narrated in books written for him is unbelievable. Like when he was in the, his mother's womb, uh, a friend of his father came and said, God came in my dream and told me your next son will be a great alim and will be a great help to Islam. But nothing great he did. What he did was molest the mind of youngs. What he did was destroy the system in Pakistan. What he did created a bunch of crooks. I mean, talk to any Jamaati, past Jamaati in particular, and they will tell you what the bunch of liars they are. Even Modudi's son, he lambasted him, and he said, my dad was a hypocrite. So this Tahirul Qadri says, that when he was dying at age 33, the angel of death came to me, came to me, and then I contacted Muhammad, and Muhammad sent him back and forth three times, and my age was extended to 63. Now this Chutia is more almost 70 years, and he is still alive on Canadian uh, public uh, money. He is getting a lot of money. He is getting free health, free health, free medical and all that bullshit. I mean, that guy should be sent to Pakistan. That's where he belongs. And should be, he'd be put in jail because he molested so many minds. So the same condition is going on and on in Pakistan. Then we had all these Sufis, all these Khankas who came, many of them came with the uh, Mughal or Iranian attackers and then established their mosque and madrasa worked with the king 
became as their spy. It's a known fact that spying was either done at the place where the prostitutes were or at these religious people. Because both of them had fake, were fake. As Minto, the famous writer in Pakistan, said that the place of prostitute and the place of God, they are all same. Because both are fake. Both are full of lies. I mean, unbelievable. And a lot of educated people in Pakistan, they understand that these crooks are bad. But they still go to their places. They still listen to their bullshit. Particularly the Shia educated people. They go to their mullahs and they sit down, keep quiet, keep their hand down and listen to that crap about Imam Hussain. I mean, everything in Shia religion and even in Sunni is totally false. There is not even 1% truth in any religion. And these crooks, they control Pakistan. They have destroyed Pakistan. The Pakistan military works with them. They are their right hand. And that is why the, no civilian, no intellectual could ever prosper in Pakistan. They use Iqbal at the most, who was another stupid, low IQ guy, an average poet who became an Arab slave for free and then later gave all the uh, garbage about those killers and murderers and put them on the highest pedestal. Even he advised Qaeda Azam to establish a Pakistan, a Muslim Sharia law system. But Qaeda knew better. He advised for democracy. He advised for human rights, which Sharia system does not have any. He, he advised for women to take equal part in Pakistan's system of governing as well as the culture. So these uh, military journals who are low IQ interpass people and this illiterate mullahs, they bark about Iqbal and his poetry and fool the nation. This nation, I'm telling you, is doomed unless these three crooks are taken out of Pakistan's uh, system of governing. Iqbal has no right to be in called Pakistani because he died in 1938 and he had no political power. When he was in politics, he only has one seat in Punjab Assembly. He has no intellectual talent except licking Arab behind or licking the behind of these attackers like Ghaznavi and Abdali and Mughals and Tughlaqs and all those killers. I mean, where do we want to take Pakistan? Do we want to take Pakistan into 21st century? We want to take him towards the human right, towards women right, towards respecting every religion, be friend to every neighbor, and work together to improve the life of the poor, who are 80% of the country, or work for the 20% crooks, including the military, to keep destroying it. No mullah, no prophet, 
no imam no sheikh is good for pakistan because all they did were lies and lies and lies in the next postcard we'll be talking about quran and how many problems this so called holy book has god bless